Hey, this is Lainey. I have a secret. You're about to hear the recording of an episode and I got the date numbers wrong. Oops, I forgot to upload the one where I was on campus yesterday because I didn't have a chance to plug all, all the details into the computer. And I thought I was still on episode 61 when I recorded today's. So sorry, it's really episode 62 and day 38. So just ignore that part when you hear it in one moment. Thanks. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome all you Courageous Cause champions. Today we are courageous. We're back to feeling courageous. Woohoo! This is Lainey. Today is day, let me look it up, day 61, episode 61 of the Couch to Vive podcast. We are on day 37 of the Change the World in 80 Days. We're almost halfway there. Woohoo! We're changing all kinds of stuff. And we're only halfway there. Oh my God, can you imagine how much we're going to get done by the 80th day? Woohoo! Hey, I was at Nutrafoods today. I was shopping Nutrafoods first. I uh, went to a community conversation this afternoon uh, that m one of the Michigan State Senators uh, was having that I know. And He's not my state senator, but he's in the senator for the district that's right next to mine. And he was there with the state senator from the district that covers his territory as well. So got to hear the perspective from both sides of the house. They're Democrats. And I learned that, bo that um, both sides of the legislature are still Republican controlled in Michigan, but hopefully not for long. Um, Anyway, yeah, this is not a nonpartisan show. Um, I think with education, a few percentage points of Republicans, with, if they knew what their leaders were standing for, if they knew the facts, they would not support them. That is my perspective. We'll see if I'm right. Um, anyway, that was I, uh, when I left there, I was craving cheese and crackers, and not just any cheese and crackers, but cheddar cheese on Ritz, uh, not Ritz, but uh, Triscuits with um, mustard, a little bit of mustard on top. That, I loved that as a kid. I loved, I loved half a cheese sandwich with butter. That was like when I, I remember being really, really little and my oldest sister, who's eight years older, was baby, you know, watching all of us because, um, so she's eight years older. My middle sister's four years older than me. My brother's two years older. And then there's me. And I can remember when she would be charged with watching us at lunch. My lunch was half a cheese sandwich with butter, half a cheese sandwich with butter, half a cheese sandwich with butter. Yuck. Um, it wasn't a grilled cheese. Uh, I mean, I love grilled cheese, of course. You know, what kid doesn't love grilled cheese sandwich with uh, tomato soup? That was like the perfect, you know, lunchtime thing, especially in the when it's cold outside. That or a grilled cheese sandwich and, I don't know, grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup seemed to always be the combination. You know, chicken soup we ate, um, but that was not, I don't remember that being in combination with grilled cheese, but grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup um, was just delectable when you're a kid. And I'm sure there's vegan versions of it now. Uh, it just hasn't been anything I was craving, but I was craving on the way home um, uh, cheddar cheddar cheese on triscuits with mustard. So I actually got home. I thought, mm, eh, I've got food at home. And then I thought, you know what? 
no, that's really what I want. That's really what I want. And I was craving some kind of ice cream too, like vegan ice cream because um, nothing in particular, but because I have these waffle cones from when my great nieces were over in the summertime and they've been, you know, they're sitting way up in the top of my pantry shelf. And, uh, and every time I happen to glance over them, I'm like, no, I don't have any ice cream and it's too cold. But today it's nice and warm out. It's like 40 degrees. It feels like I mean, it feels like springtime out there. So it was beautiful to go outside and go to this meeting. Um, and the, and I'm like, eh, it feels like ice cream day because that's what you do in Michigan when it's not, you know, 20 below now. It's only 40. And, you know, that big 60 degrees spread, you're like, it's summertime. I can eat cold things now. <laughs> I'm sure that's not, it's not going to last. It's going to get uh, like freezing rain, I think, tomorrow and then cold and snowy back to winter but we'll take it it's melting all the snow out there which is kind of a treat and so today I wanted to talk about two things I'm going to get real again I'm not going to cry and um and then I I revised I finished the dream 100 book and I have some things to tell you about that book I don't I don't agree with that book on everything so the first thing is that um when I got together with my guy buddies on uh, Saturday because I needed cheering up. Um, they, I just know from past history with them that they tend to get a little bit, um, I don't, would raunchy be the right word? They just make sexual um, comments um, just about women and me in general and um, just, I guess they think they're being funny and playful and, you know, I just, I never like that. And I just didn't say anything because when we first, the group of us first got together, it was me and my three guy buddies. And then later in the evening, one of the um, my buddies, his brother, joined us. And then another biking friend of ours came. So then it was five of them and one of me. And they kind of feed on each other. You know, they start making a little comment about women or sexuality. And then the other one chimes in and they like one up each other and, or they just, I don't know what, you know, I'm getting embarrassed and, you know, I'm like, oh my God, really? Do we have to talk about this? And the more that I get that way, the more they, they think that that's cute and they'll keep going. So, um, I was telling my girlfriend about that the next day I was like texting her and saying, you know, it was great. It cheered me up. You know, we had a lot of laughs, but you know, there's this just underlying, it's just, it's worse than annoying. It's like being um, an ob like where you don't really feel, I didn't really feel safe, you know, when I couldn't, it's not, I, was, I wasn't feeling like, hey, I'm out with friends and they're supportive of me. I mean, I was out with friends. I, I feel like in their heart, they're supportive of me, but why do I have to feel like I'm this like vulnerable being preyed upon by your, you know, in my face sexuality. So I, so she said, you know, did you say something about him? Well, I was like, well, in the moment, you know, I didn't because there were more of them and me. And the more that I tried to, you know, say, you know, hey, you know, can we dial it down? Like the more that egged him on. So that didn't help. So, um, you know, I just said, oh, the next time I see them, I'll say something about it. And then I thought, you know what, I'm probably not going to run into them for a little while anyway. And so I texted them and here I'm going to pull up the text because I thought 
long and hard about what I was going to say um, because these are people who like one of them is like a dear, dear friend of mine. Like when I am down, like he is like, they're checking on me to make sure I'm okay. And they all, you know, got together with me at the last second because I was like, Hey, I just need to, you know, get out of the house and get cheered up. Um, so I sent my message to them was, Ooh, that's not it. Oh, this is, that's texting. It was in messenger. Facebook Messenger. Here it is. Okay. So I said, hey, thanks for hanging out on Saturday. And I just, I did this to them individually. Um, hey, thanks for hanging out on Saturday. I have to be honest though, dot, dot, dot. Next time, leave off the barrage of sexual comments. I needed kindness and support from friends, not to be objectified and subjected to crude comments. And that's what I sent. Every, all of them responded back that they were so sorry, you know, never happened again. They felt bad. Um, and my intention wasn't for them to feel bad, but my intention was to let them know that when they do that to me, it makes me feel uncomfortable. So, you know, we're, we're friends. Can't you just, and then on one of them, you know, we had a little more back and forth conversation. And I said, I know it's a confusing aspect of our culture, I said, just treat women with kindness. If a woman is acting like a porn star, okay, treat her like a porn star. If she's acting like another human being, treat her like another human being. Um, and the reason that I added that within this particular conversation with the one is because when we went to the first place, Ale Mary's, um, there was this, we were sitting right next to this table of young women who were party and celebrating one of the women's birthdays and one of the women was like blatantly like flirting with him and you know they were all um you know just being very sexually seductive and i'm not knocking that i'm not i'm not saying that they shouldn't behave like that and i'm not saying to men if a woman's acting that way around you don't do anything i'm saying if if the woman is acting that way okay, then that says that she's okay with you responding in form. But I wasn't acting that way at all. I mean, I've, I've been subjected to this kind of banter from these guys the whole time I've been friends with all of the, each of them individually. So when we're out as a group or if I'm just out to, with them, you know, in a side conversation one-on-one, -on -one, it always comes down to this. And um, okay, I, if I turn you on, just shut up. I don't need to know that. Like, there, there are men who I'm attracted to, but I don't talk about them in this base way about, um, you know, they're like, they're some sex object to me, um, that they, you know, I mean, they would love, they're, they're all, anyone and the guys that are listening are like, yeah, cause they would love it. Um, it's just different. It's, it's different when you feel like it's, uh, it's coming at you from, Oh, I want you. I want to take from you. I want what I want. You know, I want to satisfy my male cravings. Um, that's how it comes across. And it's, it's very much of a, I want to take what I want from you. I don't care what you think or how you feel about that. Um, and so it's, it's about being preyed upon, um, not P-R-A-Y, but P-R-E-Y. And it doesn't feel good. And it's such a rampant part of our culture where women are, I'm going to go on a rant here for a minute where women are in characters and in movies and in, in out in life. They're just, they're victimized. 
they're treated like, yeah, you know, they are, you know, beat up and killed and, um, you know, violated. And, and that's what's projected. The behavior is projected as if that's normal and if that's okay. And it's not normal and it's not okay. And it needs to stop being okay. So I felt like, okay, this is a chance for me to advocate for women's um, being respected and being treated. And I didn't want to, because I thought about using the word respect. Like, I really want to be respected by you guys. I don't, these are friends of mine that I think, like I said, deep down, they, they do respect who I am as a person. It wasn't really about like, you needed to respect me. It's like, I just, I needed to be treated like a human being who, you know, it, it, treat me with kindness because respect, I don't know, I, I kindness to me felt like a stronger word to use. Like everybody should be able to understand what that means. Like, um, you know, the R-E-S-P-E-C-T is, um, you know, I don't know. It just seems to ha not have the right sense of what I wanted to convey. What I was trying to convey is, you know, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm not, I'm not here for your sexual pleasure. Um, if that happens and you get a hard on while you're talking to me, I get that. It's a, you know, it's an anatomical thing. Um, but I'm not here flirting with you. You're, I'm here as uh, we're in a friendship together. So, um, if you can't, if you can't handle that, then, and you're not picking up on my clues, like I don't want to interact with you in that, in that way. Um, something's really wrong with that and you need to wake up. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to try and help them understand, like, uh, I don't want to say teach, but just give them, give them an example of something like, this is what I would prefer next time. Like next time, just be kind and treat me like a, a human, just a human being, not, not someone that, you know, has a shape that you like and, you know, body parts that you like. And let's all talk about that, you know? Um, and then let's talk while she's at the table about these other women, you know, when we went to the next place and then they started talking about the flirty girls, uh, flirty women from the first place. Um, I, I don't need to hear that really. I mean, and, you know, that part of me was like, well, you know, I just need new friends. And I thought I probably do need different friends. I, no question about that. I would like to expand my friend network, um, and cultivate more friends that have, more like-minded interests and are more compassionate towards other human beings. Um, but these guys, like I said, in other circumstances have been there for me. So I know that they're kind and compassionate people. And, um, you know, they want, they did want to cheer me up, um, Saturday night. Um, so I just thought, you know, if I can help, if I can help have this be a conversation about men and women and it's confusing for everybody, mixed signals, who knows what, conditioning, lack of awareness and understanding, I just wanted to try and illuminate things. So I, I hope I did for them. Um, uh, it felt better for me to kind of get it out on the table and then to have them apologize, which tells me that, you know, they were not ill-intentioned. I think that a lot of things, a lot of times guys think, oh, women love it when you, you know, talk like that around them. And, you know, I think sometimes we just, we cope with it. We cope with it because we're subjected to it so much. Don't subject us to it. 
anymore. Let us, let us not have to cope with that. Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. And then the, okay. So shift gears. Um, that was my realness. So shift gears. I finished reading the dream 100 book and this guy's all about like, you have to, you know, write down your whole 100. Don't start anything until you got the list. And, you know, who you send all this stuff to them to catch their attention. He's like, I send them all these little action figures and blah, blah, blah. And it might take me three years before I can get somebody to return my calls and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to do that. First of all, I don't have my 100 on my list yet. I probably have a dream 40. Um, it, I did learn a positive thing from his book uh, out of a, a number of positive things about nurturing your dream 100, um, even if it starts off at a dream 40 um, and it builds to 100, which is what mine's going to end up doing, um, is that, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, that it's about a person, not an organization. And if it, that's where I was getting hung up um, when I did my uh, video the other day and podcast and I was walking through like League of Women Voters and Planned Parenthood and, you know, these other, I was naming organizations and his book is about individuals. Um, well, the, the individual within that organization, obviously, if it's an organization whose list of followers makes sense to you, like you would love to get in front of that list of people because it makes sense. And then what you're offering complements what that business does um, so that it makes sense for them to refer you, blah, 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 blah. But for me, for this business, I felt like in reading all that now, the difference is I, I am loving this sort of um, unfoldment because like, for example, um, the indivisible group in my district. Um, and I was talking to, so I've been trying, I did their, I did their chart, um, their opportunity guide. I don't know. When did I do that? October, back in October or something. And I was trying to get in with somebody there and didn't hear anything back because they don't know me. Right. And, and his, if I followed his book, it'd be like, keep up, keep up, try lumpy mail, you know, something they have to open up or whatever, try these different avenues to get in there. And I was just, I just got tired of like get, getting these blockages. And then what happened is that Lori Lizzie, who's one of the um, organizers for that, uh, she's in the leadership role there. I keep running into her. I keep running into her at different, you know, Royal Oak Democratic Club events. And um, I ran to her yesterday at the um, Andy Levin thing. And so I've been talking to her and I said, and I talked to her in person and, um, yesterday and I said, hey, I did this chart for your organization and I've been trying to get it in front of you all. And, um, and then, you know, and I would love to do your personal chart too. And, and then I saw her today at this community conversation thing and I mentioned it again. And the woman who is, was there that's also on their, on her board or leadership team or whatever for the organization said, Oh yeah, we, because I, I brought up the topic in this community conversation about the national popular vote interstate compact. Um, because I wanted to find out if the other senator or the senator at the meeting was aware of it. And he's big, big, big supporter of it, uh, aware of it and a big supporter of it. And so, you know, they let me kind of say to the crowd, cause they had, I don't know, maybe 
25 people, 30 people there. It was good. It was a big, you know, tables in a conference room, uh, like a, a round um, set up with the tables. And I was able to give them a little bit of information about what the compact's all about and then ask the um, the legislators, um, you know, a little about the strategy and my approach and, you know, does it make sense? And they made some recommendations and uh, they said, you know, focus first on the committees, the election um committees that these are house bills will both of uh, these bills Senate and house bills will both go through um, find out who's on that committee and start reaching out to them because that's it's got to pass that committee you know it's going to go to that committee and it's got to pass through that committee so you want to make sure that they're on board so it's excellent excellent information anyway this woman Paula who's with Lori in indivisible um, after the meeting she rushed over to me and said oh we want to get you on our schedule for presenting and Lori and I had talked about this um, the last few few times I run into her and I said yeah absolutely I'd love to and so she penciled me in for a June date and I said oh and I'm going to be recording the PowerPoint presentation so you could get that out to your members a lot sooner like I'm going to record it this week uh, for the Royal Democratic Club I was talking to him about that um, yesterday so and I was planning on doing it anyway so it works out great so my point is that was a lot more fun to connect with the indivisible group by just letting it happen naturally because our paths keep crossing. Instead of trying to work, 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 uh, all, these, all these dead ends. Um, so that's, that's how I like it unfolding because that's, you know, that's how I got introduced to the Sterling Heights Club. And now I have had to, you know, nudge a little bit on some of them. Um, but I, for me, I think I don't want to do like crap. I mean, I, I'll, when he was reading his thing about like, uh, send him these stupid action figures and stuff like that on toys and I don't know what to get their attention. I'm like, listen, I, I, you can see behind me, those of you watching the video, you can see part of my dining room. I have enough crap here. I have contributed enough crap to the earth that's I'm going to go in landfills someday that I'm not proud of. Um, I am not going to buy more crap to send to people if I can help it. So that's not going to be a, a good thing for me to try and do. So um, I don't like that approach of just like hammer, hammer, hammer. I like it better when it's like someone says, oh, have you talked to this person? Or, you know, it it's okay to start. I think for me, I like starting where I kind of reach out if I feel like I've got um, – even though it's a kind of cold prospect, um, do their guide, you know, whatever. I, I probably, I don't even know if I'm going to do any more guides right now until I actually have a really strong reason for doing it. I'd rather wait and say to an organization, hey, I'll do your guide. Although it is kind of nice to be able to hand it to them and say, look at what I did for you already. Um, so I'll think about that. But there's got to, I've got to already have an, a reason. And, and I have um, these organizations that I've done their guides for and I still haven't gotten in, which, okay, so it brings me back to my point of it's about people. You know, every investment is an investment in people. That's something that I learned when I was a lender. Um, I heard that bit of wisdom and it has stuck with me ever since. You're not, you're never investing or getting into a partnership or a relationship or anything with an organization. It's always everything that you do is uh, with people. So it's about, getting to know the people in the organization. And one of the things about my dream 100 is 
Um, it's been fun. It's more fun when I pick organizations and the people in them when I really admire the people. Okay. See the difference? The difference is this is, I want this to be fun. I mean, for me to just say, um, oh, Pepe's over in the, hey, can you see that? Um, for me to just say, oh, I would love to get on, you know, let's say, um, so the umbrella, the national organization for Moms Demand Action is Every Town uh, for Gun Safety or something. It's called Every Town. And so I have no, I, I have no, I have no connection. Now they will still stay on my list as, oh, I would love to get to know. I would love their list. You know, I would, I think what I have, you know, a chart of mine would be great for their list. Um, but until I actually have someone to talk to, it's just going to be painful to try and get that in. And I just don't, it just doesn't feel as fun or, um, I don't know. I mean, the, the people that it's been the most fun with are because they cross paths with me. They kind of see me out in, you know, doing advocacy type work. Um, or here's another example that I thought of that I'm going to add to my dream 100 list is there's a couple of books that I have read, especially the negotiating ones, um, that like getting to yes. And, um, I forget what the other one is. Oh, the influencer book and things like that. Like I would love to connect with those authors because I have such admiration for the work that they do. And the work that I do is different, but it's complimentary. So if they liked what I'm doing, I, I mean, I could easily go to them and say, I am such a fan of your work, fan of the person. So, um, and you know, with the moms demand action, I'm, I was a fan of like the structure that they have. So, and it's easy for me to go to their meetings and get to know the people there. Um, but you know, the, I think, I think the dream 100 book is sort of, and, and this is a thing that I like about it is saying, you know, find the person that you want to, you know, you want them to become a supporter of you and you're also, uh, okay. Being a fan of theirs, uh, or maybe you already are a fan of theirs. Um, that that's what this is all about. So I changed my perspective. I kept I'm keeping the same organizations on my list because they still do work that I admire. But um, in I'm sending out to the universe like this thought of I would like an in with those organizations. Like, can you send me somebody that knows? who the who because it's really the person you admire not not so much the organization i mean it's the people who are making making stuff happen that are the ones that you admire which is uh again the the things that i'm connecting with like the oakland county uh treasurer like i don't know anything about him i've never followed his career i actually did have a few dates with his uncle and that's the only reason he sticks in my head um but the fact that his campaign assistant, you know, reach out to me when I was handing out the flyers for the national popular vote interstate compact at the um, district meeting uh, now over a month ago, you know, she reached out to me. So she was interested in forming a communication relationship um, and seeing if there were things that we could do that would work together. And so that's so much more fun, don't you think? I mean, 
I, for me, it is like, like who, who do I want to connect with? Because I'm really, I really am a fan. Like I'm a fan, I'm a follower or I'm a fan and I want to become a follower that like, um, um, like Tokyo sand that was my guest. What is that cat doing back there? Puppy, what you doing, buddy? Um, Tokyo Sand, who was my guest on the podcast, like I, I love her stuff and I'm a fan of her stuff. Now, I'll be honest, I have I reached out to another woman called Susan Rogue. Her name is Susan Rogan. And she um, also does um, a blog every day about activist activities. I, every time I try to become a follower of hers, I just, it just doesn't click. Like her stuff is like, gut-wrenching, like in the battle activist activities and not everything, but it's like, I think there's just too, it's too overwhelming because her daily posts have, have too many potential calls to action. And I always feel upset and angry uh, when I start to read through a few of them. I'm like, I don't really want to know that all that awful stuff's going on out there. I think I just don't have the temperament for that. I think there, there are other people out there that for whom um, being in that fray doesn't churn up their insides. And I'm not that person. It turns up my inside. So I would much rather take a stand for something. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Sorry about that. That came up way too fast for me to mute it. Sorry about that. Gesundheit. <laughs> um, what was I saying? So I have invited her on the podcast um, and, it, you know, if she, if she, um, if our paths kind of cross again, I would, I would still love to have her on the podcast. I think she's doing amazing work. She's inspired a lot of people. Um, she's very influential and, but I, I can't follow her. Like it just, it doesn't, I'm not a fan. I mean, I admire her. I respect her for the work that she's doing, but it's not it's not fun for me to follow her whereas every day tokyo sand when i get her stuff i'm like ooh, that's really cool and then i comment you know pretty frequently not every single one but a lot of them so um and the same you know same thing with like the royal oak democrats do i go to every single meeting no but in general i love the work that they're doing and um i am a fan and i'm a follower and i follow the facebook page and it's not work so when um I guess my point is for these dream 100s, when it starts to feel like it's drudgery work to make a connection and to, um, you know, reach out to them, I just need to put them on the back burner for right now. It's not the right time or whatever. And the, what this guy says is just, you know, come up with your list of 100 and, you know, just go after them and don't stop and hire somebody to do that and have all these affiliate relationships and send them all this crap in the mail and blah, 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 blah. And I know it's just, uh, I'm sure he's right. I'm sure if I did that, I would, you know, be able to make a, a ton more money. But, you know, part of this is just about enjoying the process um, along the way. And I would much rather do it um, with some of his ideas and not all of them. So that is the lesson for today. Wow, 30 minutes. It's so nice to have you all listening to things that are going on here, not just in my life, but in the world at large and the things that I'm learning and experiencing. And 
So I do appreciate that so very much. And don't forget, you can always comment, like, and share if you want. Uh, look forward to talking with you tomorrow. I actually do look forward to these things now. I'm like, oh, I get to talk to them tomorrow and people are going to listen. So it's so nice. I do look and I do see like, it doesn't show me who listens to my episodes, but I do see that there are listeners to my episodes and I'm like, oh, that makes me so happy. So I hope, I hope you enjoy this stuff. Um, yeah, I'll just keep it, keep it coming. That's it for today. I'm going to go eat my cheese and my vegan cheddar with uh, Triscuit crackers with mustard. Namaste.